hear your everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docky Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docu-series. Yes, but through our own lens, which can be uh, remix style and almost like, was there a blip in the matrix? Or it could be, um, you know, just like, is this a dream? And is this deja vu? Or it could be, this is uh, uncharted territory and I'm terrified. But at the end of the day, hopefully something mildly sweet and a sense of familiarity. Hi, um, we are here talking about this dumb show called 90 Day Fiance. Have, have you ever heard of it? This is season 10 of regular old 90 Day Fiance. It's episode 19. It's the tell-all part one, honey. Tell-alls. We all know what a tell-all means and they keep playing with the infrastructure. So kind of like, we're like, well, what's going to happen with this tell-all? Is it a live studio audience? When are they going to start recording? Is there like um, a peanut gallery of like, 90 Day Fiance people that are going to comment like in life there randomly. I don't know. It's some jury format. Like who knows, you know what it's going to be. Obviously Sean Robinson, always a um, tried and true part. Uh, but yeah, like do you have any thoughts going in? No, I was more so excited that we're at the end of this journey. Also, <laughs> okay. I, okay. <laughs> then, and then when people started coming in, I was like, uh-huh. Oh, there was a theme the producers sent out a memo that told all the women how to dress. And then I started to realize then there wasn't a memo, right? Because Nikki, Jasmine, and um, uh, Ashley got the memo. And then Sophie's interpretation of the memo was quite down downplayed and um but rob got some kind of memo right like about how to dress because what rob, is just what is the memo just like what the memo is, is the memo is <laughs> hey guys um thank you for we're here sending you tickets to new york city you guys will be staying at the blah blah, blah hotel the uh dress code is going to be wear bright colors um wear a color that makes you pop on screen the same way we did in your confessionals but for the for, for the some of you who have an elevated way of dressing do it whatever that means to you and then some women were like oh that means dress like a housewife on a tell-all Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, like, it's so interesting. So when it first starts, it almost feels like a New York kind of aesthetic, like fashion aesthetic. I know, you know, like, it's, um, it's, Okay, so like there's like the, the just the branding and, and Nikki coming out and um, she does look fashion for she's like, you know, wearing a full situation, full outfit. Now, I forgot to actually um, airdrop this earlier and I can't now because I have to take my Wi-Fi off, but I will just show this screen. So she ends up wearing this dress that we know as the H&M Kendall Jenner. Uh, it's H&M and like Giambata uh, dress. It's like that pink, obviously Barbie dress. And it came out in 2019. So um, and it it was like a whole had an iconic moment so like having said that she knows that like you know like there's nothing that she didn't even pick that is that dress you know like it's just whatever like you know just the, she you know, said pop culture any fashions that anyone wore pre-pandemic it's up for grabs now like you can remake yourself and you can make it you can bring it back after the yeah, pandemic Batista. yeah it just that collaboration that would be like me wearing my um Fashion Nova Cardi B collection for a coat, which I had to give it away. All the best. But 
that would be like me busting that out being like she can still wear it pre-pandemic it doesn't count yeah absolutely um you but know she looks, great. she looks great so manuel I mean, comes in a matching two-piece sweatshirt that i love like it's a sweatshirt sweatsuit and it has like tan and black components like color blocks i think it's so chic <laughs> yeah i like manuel i think he's he's chic um but yeah I, how, yeah so jasmine that? comes as a mob wife they all have like different aesthetics they come in and then they change of course into their like outfits most of their outfits as you've said are like full gown like some of the ga- girls are doing da- gowns like if they're in pageants you know like nikki jasmine ashley are like you know like miss blobbity blue miss blobbity blue and we're just like okay here they come on the stage you know like for sure i loved it um and then <laughs> we we saw Devin, and i didn't know who that was i said who is th- oh wow um so they look great but she didn't look as scared and she says that she isn't going to be as scared on this because she says that she saw the edit and she realizes how she ended up looking i feel like she's the only person they're the only two because their episodes ended like episode eight ten weeks ago they're the only people who got to see their full show (laughs) everybody else is somewhere in the middle of of watching it in real time um so we we have all that backstage chatter all the girls saying you look lovely you look like this we realize that jasmine and nikki have some kind of connection that they talk outside of the show and that they like each other everyone is is confused about sophie's hair and they're like oh you oh you look so different and we're all like she looks so much better why is everybody acting like like the wit that the blonde was it. And then they're like, oh, well, what, you know, how did you feel about the blonde? And she's like, Rob wanted me to be blonde. And he's like, I never said that. And I'm like, you probably alluded to it, or you probably only look at pictures of big booty blondes. Yeah. You know, like it's, un- yeah. You know, he, you don't have to say things. You can non-verbally say things that are picked up on. And you can also say things like just, look how hot she is look how hot she is look how hot she is she's hot she's hot she's hot and guess what they're all this you know whatever that that is like you know that could be big bigger boobed you know and then you're like well i guess he wants bigger boobs you know like or bigger bud gino or whatever the fuck it is so um yeah did, so did you love ashley sh- sh- uh saging everything I thought it was, you know, on brand for her. I thought that like part of her shtick was to come on and just do all of her like tarot card stuff because she, you know, like that's a business for her. She, you, you know, this is a world in which if I could do live tarot card readings over zoom for people and make, let's just say two to 300 per session, that's like lawyer money. I mean, so you would do it. You would do it though. If I had the gift, <laughs> does anyone have the gift? Is it a gift or are you just what? Super charismatic and vague. You, I mean, here's the thing about tarot. The funny thing about I mean, listen, come for me if you want. And I, I've got my tarot card read. I think that there are certain people that have intuitive gifts for sure, right? But I also don't. Tarot to me also is interesting because there's also you're right an interpretation of. There are cards. They mean this. If it's upside down, they mean that. This person's in front of you. It could mean this for them. All you're doing is looking at cards that you've drawn or that person's drawn and giving them an interpretation of what the cards say. So truthfully, a tarot is almost the most like 
literary, it's almost like reading comprehension in this way. You're kind of like bringing this person like, well, this is what this says. Like, if you just memorize a tarot deck, wouldn't you be able to like also tell them what they say? Like you would pull up the cards and be like, oh yeah, it's the upside down queen of queen of hearts. I, it's so verbose and vague at the same time that I hate it. It's like, you're not telling me really anything insightful. You're just kind of double downing on things that I already knew or that, I, you know, it was like, oh, there's something happening on the horizon. Like you could say that for me. And I don't think at any point in my life will there ever not be something happening on the horizon. <laughs> and you could just get that from my my spirit, you know. But anyways, I get you. So uh, we we then go to uh, Clayton. Clayton and Annalie enter the backstage space, and he gets on defense because everybody asks, not everybody. Jasmine's like, "What about closet mom?" And then he's like, well, you know, she put herself in a situation where she moved into my home and there was no other places for her to sleep besides the closet, which is so anti like any anything that Jasmine has ever known as a cultural expectation. Right. Any foreigner who is like, maybe not. I don't even know, because I feel like Natalie let and her mom sleep in the same bed. So I just don't I don't know what I can say. Maybe besides it's very American, but. The fact that he thought that that was a reasonable answer to say, he could have just said she likes it in there. She she, she wanted it. She yeah, she wanted it. She was adamant that she didn't want me to give up my bed. Um, and then you know we had talked about certain you know items or certain arrangements we could make. And then initially she was only supposed to be there for a month and a half, so she was really sleeping out on the couch and just using that space as X, Y, and Z. But then it turned into more than a year, like something. Besides the fact, well, like, what was I supposed to do? And then they've moved now to Tulsa, Oklahoma, taking her even further away from anything slightly like herself. And the mom lives with them in Tulsa. That part. Now, I have been adamant that they never even had a conversation. Can you believe that? To this moment, in episode 19 of this docu-series about a relationship, that they introduced closet mom episode one or two whatever that these people have never and they speak the same language there's two languages to speak if they want to never talk about whether that mom's going to be with them forever never like it's just so interesting that they are like have gleaned on to his sister being a source of contention or the stripper being a source of contention or him asking questions being, I mean, her not telling her dad is a source of contention for sure. But like, cause it's like, that's how important parents are. We've already, and like, it feels like the producers not know that they have gold in closet mom. Like, I don't understand. We've talked about that. Like you sometimes I so badly want to be like a consulting producer for the whole, whole franchise to be like, no, 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 no. Go back there and film a conversation where these two adult people talk about their future and whether it involves the beauty and treasure of closet mom that we already have go go film that like i would make it i would make a decree i mean like i would like i think that i'd be like a really good tv executive and i think that i wouldn't be like overbearing or pushy or mean in some way but in these moments if they were like i don't think it's important i'd be like the fuck you think I'm talking? What language am I talking? Get Google Translate. And when I say you go film a goddamn scene about Closet Mom to see if this woman's going to have her life with Closet Mom and then watch her face as it's either see or no, have them talk about love or dad, 
and you fucking film it. And I would be like, I mean, I would get, I would get Emmys. Yeah. So many Emmys, so many Emmys, Chris, I, I'm here for it. I, I love that visionary for you. I, I want to speak it into existence for yourself. Um, so then somebody comes out and says, Hey, there is uh, it's time to get on set. So they all go and they sit on set and Justin sees Nikki and he's like, what's a bird? <laughs> he thought that, I mean, maybe he said that under his breath and he didn't think it'd be caught or maybe he thought it was actually funny to say, but I'm like, you know this person, so you, why wouldn't you think that she would be dressed like that? And then he's like, Nikki, Nikki, hun, can you see me? Or can you look at me? Oh, what if I do this? Is that looking at you? Nikki. Hi. Can you hear me, Nikki? No, just stop. Just stop. Hi. No one fucking Do cares. You? You're dumb. Do you need oh. to look? Okay. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, you look very nice. You look very nice. Hey, Jasmine. <laughs> so happy to be here. So happy to be here. Oh, shut up. <laughs> so you know? then Sean Robinson comes out and she... Okay, listen. I'm going to tell you right now. It's a fashion trend that I was not tracking, even though I do attempt to track fashion trends. Uh, it's a thing now to have that that leg out that leg is out everyone's leg if they can have a leg out the leg is out let me tell you sean robinson she will not be left behind okay mm -hmm. 54 year old sean robinson is going to have her leg out and she did it was a beautiful orange dress and she came out and she sat down and i said mm -hmm. i like it she is like hey guys i'm sean and nice to meet you all right let's start this thing like you know like that was <laughs> I didn't think it's so interesting because it's like, you know, there's so many ways you could have done that. If they're, they're all getting ready in this room. They're all having a moment. It's just interesting that Sean, you didn't have, you, yeah, there was definitely not a moment for Sean to peek in and be like, Hey guys, I'm Sean. We're about to like film this. I hope that you guys have a great time. I'm going to go do my last looks, but I'll see you out there. Like that didn't happen. Obviously, you know, like, it's just like, you guys do not fucking call me to set until every one of those asses are in a seat and I will be the last one there. And it almost, is, is it like, I want to know if this is how Sean is behaving now because she's had to put through, been put through so much shit with like Angela and stuff like that, like over the years. Like think about Sean, like having to sit there and be like, the fuck? Like, you know, like I'm a professional, Angela's just running around. Like, I feel like there must be parts of her contract. She's like, if you're, I'm going to keep doing this. I do the minimal and I am not like, you know, whatever, just like taken advantage of, which is LOL. Good for her. I mean, I really wish that they would give it to a cast member. I know we talked about the last time, but uh, a, cast, a cast, a cast. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. Okay. um, yeah, that's just so funny to me, but yeah, like he, that's really funny. I also, um, I called it Sam and Citra are pregnant. Yeah. I called that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Sophie and Mike, or no, Rob, whatever his name is, moved to Austin for better cost of living and more young, vibrant folk. I mean, listen, Californians move to Texas very often because of that, right? It's either Texas or Florida. Texas is closer. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Rob, uh, they go back to Rob's internet cheating and somebody asks him if he's ever done it and he's like silent with it. And it was a weird like edit where they try to show that him making a long pause and he's like, mm -mm. he doesn't say no, I haven't done it emphatically. He's like, mm -mm, haven't, which makes him sound guilty. Mm -hmm. um, and then Igor, like the, it's, it's just so interesting. I think I gave him a not credit, but I just thought that he was more 
liberal is a weird word i don't want to say that uh because that's that's it's assuming that liberals are more this okay because you can have liberals who are horrible okay i assume that he was more sensitive with the times yeah or like modern yes progressive <laughs> like i just assumed he he was to a certain extent um even though his commentary in Moldova with his friend about Nikki and the way she behaves versus like men and women energy, like I don't believe in that shit, whatever. But like he, he then says that he doubles down and like supports Rob. And I feel like Rob should not have agreed with Igor if he did, but he doubles down and he's like, no, you sending a, a letter to some, or a note on social media or the internet to someone who's sending you sexy pictures. It's not personal. Like, especially when your lover isn't there, when your partner's not there, it's just like VR. It's just like masturbating. It's just like any type of realistic porn scenario that isn't real. And I, I'm just like, no, 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 no. no. And I wanted to be like, what are, what are Gino and, uh, and Rob, what are their faces like when he's saying these like things that even if that's what you believe, your partner isn't okay with it. So why are you doubling down? Yeah, I mean, here's the horrible truth. There's a huge difference between watching porn and in the 2024, as we get into Apple Vision Pros, who knows what watching or experiencing porn will be like as we move into the next future and interacting with a person to either get off or get materials and interacting with a person online means that you are interacting with a person to get off and or get materials to feel some way and that is an exchange that doesn't feel as like an exchange as much as porn now I don't even know saying that now who knows when I keep saying the future it's like AI and robots like you know like let me ask you this would you be upset if you were dating or if you were with someone and that person reached out to a real life person like on Instagram and asked for a masturbation video and then replied with one back? Quick questions. Yes or no? Would I be upset? Yeah. Yes. Do okay. I, do I know though? Like, no, yes, I'd be upset. Period. Go ahead. Okay. So then just, so then would you be upset if your loved one person watched porn? No. Would you be upset if they had a VR set and had a, like a 3D experience that is like porn with something like that? No. Would you be upset if they had a sex robot? What's a sex robot? Like a... <laughs> I know what a sex... I know what a sex doll is. Sorry, hold on, hold on, yeah, hold okay. on. I know what a sex doll is. Okay. And a sex robot to me is a is a square machine that has like a dildo attached to it that's just moving this way and that way. So I would just like to know from the mind of Chris Farah, what is a sex machine? That's it. Okay. That's it. Tell me. Okay, okay, okay. It's a real doll that can also... Okay, so it's like we're in the future future. You're talking about like Megan or like a like an AI actual doll yeah, that's like yeah, 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 tied. Whose vagina, if it's a vagina, if it has a vagina, quakes. Okay. Whose mouth Okay. Can you I, imagine what I, I just know, look like to I'm yes, so sorry. I know I know what you're saying, but is my is my my partner like a sex addict and I'm unable to keep up with them? If the they answer is all, yes. 
No, thing. they are, they, they want you, but they also love this experience with this non, with this other thing. Okay. I think I would be okay with it if it wasn't in my home and he had like scheduled times to do that where I, it didn't interrupt, interrupt our interaction. Where did it live? I don't or know. Is it like a it hotel can't live, or? It can't, or he takes it to, I don't know, maybe we're, we're rich and we have another home or he, he <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just being honest I with you. you. Like, I'm so happy you are. If, if, if my significant other needed more than what I was planning on giving, but they still gave me what I needed mm-hmm. and they still paid for everything, then I would be okay with it. Like you have to communicate that to me that this is what you need because the idea of having it's not the fact that this this entity is looks different than me or whatever it's the fact that this entity gives you something like a kink like i have a kink for ai then i'm like okay i just don't ever want to see it because i don't want to know what it looks like and i don't want to have to be involved in that it's the same thing if my significant other wanted to have relationships outside of the marriage at least they told me, but they were still taking care of me and like, you know, being everything I needed them to be. Uh, so that's the caveat. It can't just be like, Oh yeah. That's why married. you're okay with certain infidelity. If it's, if it's communicated right and you're being taken care of and that's why. Yes. That, okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, get back to this dumb show. No, we want to talk about this dumb show. I mean, okay. So, uh, then we have a situation where Claire comes in, that's Sophie's mother. Mm-hmm. And Rob really wants Sophie to take his side. Mm-hmm. And I think that I can I can understand that, but I think it's interesting if it were to happen over her mother. Now, if the tables were turned and it was his mother, and Sophie didn't get along, I would be all on hundred percent on train. Rob, take care of your wife. And I don't. I can't. I, it's not sitting well with me that I have a um, a double standard when it comes to them. I, with that, like, I am like, if it were Rob doing that to his mother and Sophie felt like Rob support me, be, you know, defend me when your mom is talking shit about me, then I would be like, no, Rob, you're absolutely wrong. Defend your wife. But in this case, I don't think that Sophie is wrong for not getting herself in between Rob and her mother. And I know that's a double standard and I'm trying to like reconcile that. Um, but I don't know how it feel if it were just his dad and Sophie getting into an argument. I I don't know what I'd be like, well, that's his dad. He's got to still be on his dad's side. I don't know. But Rob says that it's really hurtful that Claire called him a knob and that everyone's calling him a knob now. And he hates it. And I just was like, boo hoo, baby, get a job, get a fucking job and take care. Like he wants so much credit for everything that he's done. And I'm like, no, it's the bare minimum that you've done. You've not even done, you've not even done the bare minimum is have a space for her to live in with the bathroom attached. Like that was the bare minimum. And you did not do that. So like, I have a hard time being on his side just because I think he needs to man up and he thinks he's, he just think he needs to man up. And then he's like, well, what about you? You've had men in and all of your house and, you know, inviting them in. And I, if- you've never had a job like, Okay. Okay. So my dad takes care of me. Like, I want to know what, which is true, but like, I just don't know. I don't think it's in his place to say that to her. Like it'd be one thing if she, if he were Claire's significant other and he was like, 
and Claire was demanding things on him and he felt like, listen, Claire, like, I get it that you want all this from me, but this is who I am. I'm never going to make as much money as your dad. I'm never going to provide the lifestyle you want. So you need to either accept that. But I just feel like it's weird for Rob to say that because that feels like something that, that, um, Sophie told him in somewhat confidence, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. I think that Claire f- slipped up when she's, cause she kept saying, you're not a man. I, you're not a real man. You're not. And I think that that it's a fucked up thing to say. It's, it's always fucked up to say you're not a real man or you're not a real woman for a billion things. So, you know, you could be like, it's a bunch of toxic, you know, stuff of like, you're not a real man if you cry or you're not a real man. Or, you know, listen, we want in most heterosexual situations, you know, like a man to, you know, not most, but cause really it's not, but like, you know, but I think that is obviously old fashioned, you know, gender roles and, and older generational people will kind of want in heterosexual relationships, the man to be pro- protector provider types. So we are, what she is saying is you didn't protect, pro- sorry, protect and provide for my daughter. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a basic level of what your responsibility is in a relationship. I don't think you did it by, you could have done more. Now, What's interesting, again, is that Rob says in his diatribe that he had not one but two jobs. When he lost a job, he still had a job. Will he tell us what the jobs are? No. Have we ever seen him not once the entire docuseries go to a job, mention work, say he has to do this? Is a responsibility? Is he going to a job interview? Is he making a resume? Is he going to Kinko's? Not nothing. So, like, you know, there's a... I, you know, is there Rob, is there a, is there a, a world in which Rob is mad at the editors being like, why didn't you show them me knocking on the restaurant doors that have all been closed because of COVID to try and get a host position? Like, I have no idea, you know, if he's just like, I'm a commercial agent, they person dropped me, you know, like spell it out for us if it's that fucking hard. And at the same time, be like, and I drive for Uber. Okay. You know, like also DoorDash or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, but he feels like he doesn't owe anybody any kind of explanation. So and that's the mother of the person the and the truth is the mother of your 10, I think like, what's their age gap? At least eight 10 years. years. Yeah. The mother of your like younger SO does get to have a sense of comfort and relief. If you want that person to like you. And if you don't care, then you don't care. And he doesn't really care. He's kind of at the generation of feeling like he doesn't have to prove anything. He he's too, he's already good enough. This person should be lucky. He feels that way. you know, like whether it's because Sophie's from England and he thinks he's hot or who, I don't understand it, but you know, he, he gets, he comes off with, I shouldn't have to prove anything. Yep. Yep. And Jasmine calls it out in a way that I love when she was like, I'm so tired of these American, uh, people believing that the foreigner needs to be eternally grateful for bringing them to the U.S. Like you knew what the K-1 visa process is before you signed up. And you should have known, like, here's the truth. There is a Google and there are Reddits and there are like spaces where you can get this information. So I, I, I love, I love Jasmine for saying that. I love that Jasmine has a lot of things to say in all tell alls, even though like she is the worst. Okay. Um, so then they all go to break for lunch And I'm just like, wow, they broke for lunch. So how long was that entire segment before they had to chop it up into bits? Okay. Yeah. It felt, it didn't feel like short. They had been like 45 minutes talking and Sean was like, I got it. I got enough. Call lunch. Yeah. 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 Um, So then they all talk about Sophie and Rob and the support of it. And 
um like you know sophie's basically like i'm sick of rob and in the way he's behaving about whatever thing and i already told him that if he doesn't get it together i'm out and he's like walking in and then he's like well great to great for you to support me or some shit that he says under his breath all the time and it's just like it's so nice to hear you support your mom so much like something like that or yeah and i'm just like rob you think you're chris brown in this fantasy world of like these hoes ain't loyal like it's just like this idea of loyalty is you loyalty doesn't mean putting up with your inadequacies okay it it means understanding them and supporting you through them but not just full blanket like no nothing is wrong now again i do think that it goes back to something that we've said before is that is, could this be that Sophie's mother doesn't really respect Sophie and Sophie's choices. And that's the reason why she's saying the things that she's saying Sophie's about choice. Rob. Sophie's choice. This, sorry. I love you. <laughs> that, that dumb movie. I'm my sorry. teacher. Listen, let me tell you a story about that. I had <laughs> never heard of that fucking movie ever in my life. Not even an inkling of it. Okay. Schindler's list. Yes. Okay. All. Okay. And then I go get, I'm in theater class and my teacher, my theater and high school teacher, she's like, yeah, um, there's this movie called Sophie's choice. And like, you know, you read it and, and you watch it and like Meryl Streep, it's just so heartbroken. And I'm like, it's like, it's like, I don't know if it's just like the Jewish color purple, where it's just like this movie that everyone has seen in that community. And then you hear so many things about it and you go and watch it and you're like, Wow, yes, that I mean that's a terrible choice. <laughs> no, I, it's, like, it's a generational thing. We are too young, obviously, to have watched that movie, Kramer okay. versus Kramer. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah, yet. Yeah. I don't watch Kramer versus Kramer. Like, my the best movie I like, you know, this movie I still think about, and I feel like it's the like the pinnacle of when I first started being cognizant. And so I was much, I was really young, but remember how good war war of the roses was war of the roses is much before color purple like you know i'm just trying to think of like the first movie not, where I was like, is it before is it from the 70s color purple came out in 82 color purple came out in 82 wasn't that a great year oh i thought it came out during my lifetime when i was older no that's oh, just, just kidding. that is just so the like wrong. that is just the arc just of so like sorry. how long it's been relevant in this yeah so um, i thought it came out in the 90s a hundred percent for some mm-hmm. reason it's 82 same thing it with looks, like star wars it looks like 90s like, like it doesn't look time. like it doesn't look dated in the 80s to me i think the customers did a really good job because it takes place in the 1900s you're right, you're right. it's just, that's because it's a period film it's so period it doesn't film. look like an 80s film yeah it takes oh. place from like 1908 to like 1930 something but yeah. anyway, so yeah, Where the Roses is a fantastic, and I tried to get it, and they want me, they want to charge me a million dollars for it to watch it on TV. But I was like, I will sit down and just watch it. But also, Where the Roses, yeah, yeah it's so good. I'm right, Where the Roses is so good. Um, oh, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, they should. So, I, I'm surprised I haven't redone it yet. And I'm and like there has to have already been like tries to redo it. There's too it's too good of a movie, and you would have two great. All you would need is like two powerhouse actors. Okay, let's okay. cast it right now. Who we okay. cast more? First of all, obviously okay. Michael okay, Douglas and Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Yeah, but let's think of more modern actors. Like we're ta- Angelina Jolie and Pat- Brad Pitt are nineties actors. They're oh, old now. They're old oh, now. Completely, but they have to be older people because they're. I mean, they've no, no, already no. been married. Michael Douglas 
and whatever her name was. I can't remember who it was. Is it Kathleen it's not, Turner? It's not Murphy Brown. Okay, great. Kathleen Turner. Uh, <laughs> well, sometimes I get Murphy Brown and Kathleen Turner mixed Aren't up. Aren't they 40s, 50s when this happened? I mean, again, I watched No, it. no, no. They are not. They're young. It's just that when we were when we were young, they were all old to us. That's what it is. They were like in in their tw- late 20s, early 30s no. when they shot that what hey <laughs> look it up look it up what no because do they have wealth i mean in my mind i'm like they had all that wealth what world are they like 28 being like well let's have a horrible breakup but let's break up our whole family and all this wealth well because I mean, this is it's like the 80s and people were okay kathleen turner i mean oh god i just saw a picture of michael douglas that man it looks like it came out in 1989 oh my god i thought it came up before fucking that's crazy i'm so wrong oh my god uh she's six she's born in 54 what time when did it come out 89 54 64 74 84 okay yeah she was in her mid 30s 34 Four, five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine. She was thirty-five. In okay, yeah. I'm obviously I picked them because they were had a horrible breakup. It would just they were also Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So just to watch them now like hate each other would be just like unfor- I mean, so unfortunately, great. it would make the most money in the. And whole he world, was but. he was forty. He was forty-five. She was thirty-five, and he was forty-five. So we would need to pick like okay, who do we I pick? Who do we pick? Okay, Bradley Cooper for the forty-five-year-old man. No, oh, okay. no, I don't like him enough. Okay, Br- okay, Bradley Cooper, and then who's the who's the woman? Gaga, done. <laughs> a pr- a proven a proven couple, and the star is born, and then they do War of the Roses. Yeah, Bradley and Gaga. Okay, how about? <laughs> Okay, it's unfortunate because I keep going 10 years ahead. Like, I'm just like, my dream come true would be like Kate Winslet. And like George Clooney. Okay. Uh, okay, that's like, they're, 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 you know, okay, so let's just. I mean, they're still, my, this is like old, like you're making them. Funny. I know, I'm, I, I'm aging myself. Okay, so, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, like Tom Hardy. He's too short. Okay, like Jason Momoa. <laughs> from one to another, from one extreme to another. I know. Okay, you said you. I know you give me a direction. Here's something I like. I'm very extreme, black and white. If you like, if you're, I, I, I I'm <laughs> such a pendulum. You know, I'm like, okay. Um, I know Bradley Cooper and, and Gaga. Is good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bradley Cooper and Cooper, Cooper and Gaga. I don't know. Unmatch. Come, let's come back to it. Okay. Okay. Oh no, we're talking about this dumb show. I keep forgetting. Okay. So um, then we have Ashley and Manuel. Oh, sex they, magic. They go you back on sex stage. Magic? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> tell us about the time you did sex mas- magic. No, I just like you sometimes, you know, just that, you know, you've never even like masturbated and been like, I'm putting this energy in the universe for this reason. No, I've never even heard of that. Oh yeah. You can masturbate, think of someone and like send your orgasm energy into the universe. Oh, anyway. So, um, um, ever he's since, like, yeah, I don't want, you know, ever since my surgery, yeah, I'll talk, that's the. You don't want that's to talk a, about private things? That's a Patreon uh, exclusive. <laughs> um, anywho, so 
Yes. So they have the sex magic and they talk, she talks about like a candle and semen and burning it, which is like the most disgusting thing. I don't want to hear that. I don't want like, you don't need to say that publicly. That's what all I have to say. Like if I read it in a book, I'd be like, I'd be like, I didn't know this is so gross. I'm so sorry. I didn't know if it was like she, cause it was like, she's like, get a candle and then dip it. And then like, you're not gonna dip this. Like, would you get like one of those little like diffuser things that are like, you know, you get the, it has a little like bowl in it and you put this, you put like a candle underneath the bowl and warms it from the bottom. And then like, you know, the diffuser oils like go into the universe like that. I understand. Like, would you then put semen in there and like burn it? And then just like, you know, like, Oh my God, the Christians are mad that you want to burn semen right now that far right i'm not adventure. burning it you're right <laughs> you know honey i don't know they're mad uh, at a lot of things yeah. <laughs> yeah they are uh so then they ask him about it and he's like i don't want to talk about private things which is like you know that tracks for him <laughs> and so ashley and her mother uh ashley's mother and sister come out sienna who looks completely different than what i recall her looking like one two them braids that mother's braids like that person i listen mm-mm Okay, we those were some 1989 braids where they just snatched the baby hairs and some of the hair from your eyebrows to put into those braids. I mean, it was like she just got her hair done. I could I could feel the tightness. I don't know how they could even sit up there and cry. That's how they both were. Why were they both were sitting so erect? Because their scalps were on fire. I mean, it I it was so tight. It was just like, no. I need, you need to leave out hair. Don't grab that. Like when I hear the, see the, no, don't grab it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, you don't need it. Like, Oh God, I was just stressed. It was just like all of my childhood nightmares with that hair. I'm so but, sorry. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so thank you. Thank you for understanding. Uh, so mother comes in hot. She's like, I don't even want any grandkids from them. Like not in the way that he treated his family. I had no idea about that. I didn't, I didn't know. And so then Manuel, instead of being like Rob, God, this is just a study in how to treat, uh, you know, people who don't like you, in-laws who are mad at you. So he just lets her get out her piece and Ashley's like, but it's not that. And they're like, yes, it is, Ashley. And she's just like, well, this is why it happened. Like Manuel was supposed to be get six weeks to be able to come to the U.S., but something happened in the paperwork. And so all of a sudden it was two weeks. So his kids knew he was coming to the U.S. They just didn't know when he was coming. And so we had to quickly get him out. It's like they smuggled him out in the dead of the night or something. And then he but he still is not going to get provide any insight. He's like, listen, that's just the way I did it. I don't like hard goodbyes. They knew I was going, so it's not like I didn't tell them at all, at all. So, but the mother, the mother is like, "That's not right." Like the way that you just upped and left, and you keep a lot of secrets, and now I'm having to supplement your guys's life because we don't give your family enough money for them to live. And you know, I, I don't want to think anything negatively of Manuel and uh, Ashley, but part of the reason of doing this show. They're, I mean, they don't make a lot of money, but I'm pretty sure they make like 150, no, I'm sorry, 1500 an episode. That's word on the street is that the cast members will make that. Um, and then after that, she can, just like you said earlier, Chris, like she could charge for her services to all these people, cameos, like they have such an opportunity to make so much money from this process. And so they just have to wait and they're going to be on HEA too. Like, I just really hope that they're, you know, able to kind of right those wrongs and the mother sees them in a good light. I think they're just tired of Ashley complaining. 
Like, that's what it is. She complains to them because those are her people and they love her, but they're tired of her complaining. And then, um, then she, they're like, well, you should have thought about this. And Ashley's like, well, how was I supposed to know about taking care of children with their financial need? And I don't have children. And I was like, no girl, you're too dumb. Don't say that. Don't say that. That's a dumb thing to say. You're an adult. And you know, this man has two kids. Don't that part. <laughs> no, no, you're don't. Yeah, you can't be like, I don't have kids. How would I know? I'm like, but you literally just got done saying how you knew that he had two children. Yeah. So you are a grown-ass person and you understand two become one, meaning if you are sharing your life with someone that that person's life also exists in this world. I mean, like, sometimes Ashley can be like, a little domineering a little about what she wants too and that and that i mean yeah that was a very immature thing she said to her mom and her mom you can kind of watch your, her mom's face be like the fuck you just said it's so dumb you sound dumb like you could yeah. tell her mom was like got it that's dumb but, uh, yeah then jasmine comes in and she explains like from his culture she says he's probably been taking care of the family since he was really young and then just idea of just kind of walking away is completely different. And, you know, it's hard for someone to see all the excess we have in this country, you know, because he's used to having to, there's always some struggle. It's never just like, Oh, I went and got that. And so he's frustrated at, at the blatant, you know, overspender, especially on something as silly as coffee, right? When you can make coffee at home and you have a coffee machine. And I'm like, yeah, I, I definitely get that. There's, there is, you know, he doesn't like to see that excess. And he's like, you could be taking that money and saving it away. Like we could, we could live leaner and have money for my family. And it's weird that that's not what your normal, that, that's not what your, you know, thing is to do. And then for some reason that got through to Ashley's mother and she's like, oh my God, I had no idea. That brings a different perspective. And then Manuel like hands reaches out his hand and they like hold hands. It's just like this really, we just saw this arc of her coming out like, I don't want any grandkids from this loser to like, oh, my my son-in-law, mi suerto. I think that's the word, maybe I'm wrong. Um, and like, you know, all of this. And so I, I thought that was really nice, but it was just so interesting to see the family really cares about them. And I hope that we don't get any, I hope they don't turn into the family Chantel. I think that's what I'm just really scared about. Oh yeah. No, they think, yeah, I, I don't think so. But I did feel like her sudden reversal was a little interesting, especially from something Jasmine said, but God bless. Um, then we have a weird part where this doesn't always happen, but Sean's like, let's go to the audience questions. We've had some audience questions. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure you fucking have. You're a huge series. Are you just getting these from tweets? I mean, literally there's a billion. I mean, of course. So, and they got a British couple. This first wait that is there's a weird video question to clayton the first question is is a dumb question i think to sophie which is hey sophie how do you turn off being bi when you're in a relationship as if okay so the the concept is this person's like well when you're bi you want to be with, with both a man and a female at times and when you're with one you're constantly craving the touch of another and certain and and people only live in as as sophie's age in one ge gender specific situation so this makes sense it doesn't make any sense to me because we are all looking for either um a relationship with many people or one person so that's across the board regardless of what you're into and if you are into one person then that's what you're into i mean you know you've you could be straight and 
one heterosexual, sorry, heterosexual and monogamous and also of course be in a relationship and you know want to be with someone else regardless if you're not bi so that this is the dumbest question that it feels like a question that would be like you know like ask in a teen forum or something so i just can't believe that the producers even gave it like likes i just felt like it was just like an asinine ignorant question so sorry then the next question is a all you see is a couple with a baby and voices that you're like what what Am I hearing? Because yes, they are British. But when you have them on videos chat, the entire process looked like AI. And I'm like, is this a real couple? They couldn't, is this a real couple? That's all I, I mean, want to say about that. It was just so weird. And their question was um, something about eating guinea pigs. And so they had a whole like little like, ha 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 about her wanting to eat his guinea pigs. And then Ashley says that she had a guinea pig. And it was just like, it was weird that that what else questions were asked where like that was the one who made that made it right. Like, I know they didn't just get three people like they they probably tried to like see what the better answers were. But that was just so fun and fun for them. Then the next thing was was who would you rather have kids with in the 90 day universe? And I was like. That's dumb too. This is a show about love. You can't be on the show as a partnered up person talking about, yeah, I would love to have a kid with Emily's husband, who's from, you know, Cameroon or whatever. Like, why would you say that? So Jasmine picks the smart thing and she's like, Nikki, because they like each other and they are having a good time. And so it, I mean, and they've already like alluded to the fact that in the beginning they would love to be together because Jasmine says that she's bisexual, but doesn't say it. She just says, I am attracted to women as well as men. And I think Nikki's beautiful and whatnot. And I was, I was like, okay, that's cute. That's how, you know, Sean has never seen the show because if we had been there in the moment and Jasmine's like, Oh, I'm bi. we also would have known that on the series is another bi lady right over there. But Sean did not know that at that time until she read this Sophie card. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Why not connect the dots? The thing about John is that she doesn't watch the show. She doesn't like the show. So she's not able to, in the moment, make any sort of connection and on the fly, ask any sort of question that might arise or make a connection based upon this. All she can do is in a very professional way, read off a card or hear something. And then ask the question like that's what she can do very well. You know, what I'm saying it's a different vibe. It's so crazy because I feel like the last time she was truly keyed into a season was uh, David and Annie's like first or second season. Like, I think like that is when the last time I truly remember here being like, well, David, didn't you say that such and such like, you know, <laughs> or mm -hmm. maybe Andre and Libby like she she comes comes alive when she talks about them. OK, so please just if you're listening to this, please just write wherever you are to Matt Sharp and have Wahama and Chris Farah from DocuSweeties host the tell alls. That's all I'm asking for you. Is that it? I mean, it's a big ask, but can you? Okay, that's great. Go ahead. They talk about Jasmine's surgeries and they try to go and talk about Dane. And then like Sam tries to say that it's really fishy that Dane has given her something for nothing. And I'm I was like, oh God, that's gross. I mean, even though it uh, might be true. A person like you, Sam, would think that way. But with Dan, he has a lot of high morals and high values. So he will give me money for my book. You know, like you're like <laughs> 
But also it's like, are you saying a person like you, Sam, because what, he's white trash and a bit on drugs? Yeah, poor, just poor. Yeah, no, she she's like, oh, I'm sorry. The reason why you don't understand that, no neck, no chin, is because you're poor. You're poor. And so you don't know what it's like to to have just so much money because you're living, you live half of your life in Panama that like you could just give me $2,000. I was like, Sam, I thought the same thing too. I was like, Sam, $2,000 is not a, a lot of money for Dane. Dan. I love that he has high morals though and and high values, which is why his <laughs> high value in his bank account. You know, yeah. I'm just like, what? Yeah. You know, like you know, Jasmine, come on. She she does want her butt done again, um, which I think it needs to do d- 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 be deflated. It's bad. It looks bad. Um, uh, when Gino was like, I like it bigger. Then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like I think that Jasmine gets lambasted. Mm, is that a word? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, for wanting to look a certain way and being a certain way and like, and Gino should pay for, you know, shouldn't have to pay for it and everything like that. But I want you to know if you're hearing my voice, it's because Gino wants it, asks her to, and pays for thing and likes it. Like she knows that he had a stripper ex. She knows what his exes look like. Gino likes it aesthetic. Gino's gross. All of this, he's awkward. He doesn't understand female sexuality. He feels less than in life. So for him, he needs to have our cartoonishly hot woman next to him just to make him feel like moderately okay walking God's green earth. And we know that, and that's why we give him grace because it takes all kinds to make a world. But at the same time, it's not her fault she looks that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying, of course, it's her responsibility. But at the same time, it isn't like he's being like, I'd love her just the same. Like, nope. Uh, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That voice you just did was like a cross up between like, like, like Miss Debbie and Miss Debbie, the two Debbies. It was like, it was like you were, what's his name? Clint? Larissa's ex-man, his mother, the one who moved to Canada to be with Santa Claus, and then Miss Debbie, the two Debbies. You just did their voices together. It was like amazing. Okay, so um, then we talk yeah, about the the right. we talk about the lipstick in the truck for six years, which is so so crazy. He just doesn't know where it came from. Maybe his like one of his cousins he was ferrying around left it. Um, I just can I also say that no one's gonna be like okay so. She's like, never cleaned this car. You've in six years, you've never, it's never gone to a person to clean. It's net, you've never looked underneath, you've never vacuumed, not enough. I believe it. it. Never, I believe it. I believe that every door handle, every seat is it has like a light layer of dirt on it, like it's just disgusting. I believe it. Look at his home. Um, and so then, uh, Clayton, she gets angry at him and starts to get like yelly. Like she, she hasn't done in a while, at least that we've seen. And then he's like, see, this is why it affects my performance. You see this? I can't, my dick can't get hard with this. And then she's pissed. So Clayton laughs and he's like, you should have spent some of that money on anger management. And I was like, sick burn Clayton. And that's exactly why the producers put it in because they want us to be like, Oh God, he's dumb. Look at his dumb comment. And they talk up, they show the pictures of the bachelor or video of the bachelorette part, bachelor party, Gino's bachelor party. And I mean, Jasmine can't handle it. Like she starts to yell and gets very upset and then they were like well we have someone 
who would like to talk about this situation, a stripper from that night, Daisy. Daisy, hi, you're on the air. Can you tell us what it was like with Gino? And she's like, yeah, it was really awkward because he seemed like he didn't want to be there. Like he seemed like he just wanted to. And then Jasmine goes off and we don't say bye to Debbie. We don't hear Daisy. We don't hear anything else from Daisy. Daisy gets disconnected because she's like, I would have never married you. Jasmine says this. I would have never married you if you had behaved this way. And he's like, I don't think I did anything wrong. I don't think I did anything wrong. There's nothing wrong. There's normal in the U.S. to go to a strip club. And we then find out, and I don't know if I heard this in a fever dream, but apparently Gino's ex was a stripper too. Yeah, it's interesting because now there's... A couple of things. There's his ex-wife who looks like this person. Oh. So I don't know if she, she's not the she's stripper. A stripper? I think, no, I think that she's the one that. Um, she, well, she's she's Brazilian, but I thought she was the stripper too. I think she. There's also a blonde lady, and I think the blonde lady was the one that actually sent. I don't know. This is confusing. Jasmine, all of the bad things. Okay, this is her alleged ex-girlfriend, is this person, who I think obviously is Mm -hmm. a stripper. Mm -hmm. That is true. So her name is Lindsay with, I mean, it's spelled L-I-N-C-Y-E-E. Oh, Oh, no. Bye. Bye. I'll I'll see you later. Bye. Uh, You know who has the fakest titties, the hardballiest titties, you know, like she is you know i mean this is why i you know gino is gross yeah obviously that so more than one reason it's more than one reason he's just a gross man Nikki okay so help jasmine you know yeah. they're, they're bff besties they're they're victorian sleepover sisters uh-huh you know yeah and uh, she's a wailing or i mean like w- like till you wail away you know what i mean she's like she's she is, wail away wail away wail away <laughs> like just so many like it's crazy okay so that's the end of this episode next episode we're going to get some other interesting things we haven't gotten to sam and citra really yet we haven't gotten to a lot of anna lee and clayton so and we didn't get to nikki and justin really so we're going to come back to that next episode. I hope it's only two parts. But if you guys want to see the visuals of what you're listening to, please join us on patreon.com slash docusweeties for $10 a month. You get exclusive content such as a live every first Monday of the month, which is coming up a uh, Tamir. Um, so the Patreon will get a link um, within the next coming hours. But if you can't do that, Chris will tell you how you can support us para gratis. Please go to our Instagram at DocuSweeties and like and follow all of our things. Also, we are on X at DocuSweeties1. We have a TikTok at DocuSweeties. We have a Facebook group, the DocuSweeties podcast Facebook group. But mostly also just like share our videos. That would be great on either social medias or Reddit or forums like that you like. Also, yeah, I really need you to like make a campaign for us to host a new tell-offs because at least we know what would be happening. And so if people say things, we can in the moment ask questions. Also, we'll ask the hard and better questions like Clayton. Did you ever think to ask Annalie and Annalie, do you even care to know if your whole life will be living with his mom? Like, is that a, is, is it a moot point? Is it, do I, does it only matter to me? And that's why I care. Just a quick question on both of you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyway, so we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.